Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Freddy Always with your host, Freddy, and here with me is Justly Lopez. Babe, I had a conver- interesting conversation with someone recently mm-hmm. and it prompted me to make a video about it or a podcast about it. And it was church attendance. It was a weird conversation. Mm. Yeah, it was a weird conversation. It started where I said something about being Christian. And he's like, hey, yo, fam. <laughs> he said, uh, I, I don't know exactly. I don't remember exactly what he said. For more or less, he said, I don't need to go to church to be saved. Mm. And then he goes and says, I don't need a middleman to be saved. Oh, right? I thought it was interesting, and me and him had a a quick conversation, and it was it was pretty civil. We were we were just discussing it. What I told him was because I was defending, obviously, going to church because I believe in going to church. I don't think the first question was, "Do you, uh, I don't need to go to church to be saved?" And I told him, "Yeah, you're right." The first statement. First statement. I don't believe. You need to go to church to be saved because you're saved through Jesus Christ alone. And the thing is, when I was having a conversation with him, I told him, okay, but did you read that? Is that your opinion or is that in the Bible? So the first, what I have, like listening from an outsider, the person that you were speaking with, were they also or did they also consider themselves a Christian? No, they didn't. Okay, so that yeah, that that makes, that, that makes sense, right? <laughs> yeah, that makes so sense. No, I, I that, what I told him was that yeah, you don't need. I was explaining to him you don't need to go to church to be saved. You're you're saved through Jesus Christ alone, and that's it. You go to church as as basically to maintain yourself. It's like I gave him the 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 example of Alcoholics Anonymous, right? Mm-hmm. You're you're alcoholic. In in the church world, you're you're sinful. You're you're in sin, right? You're going to die, mm. right? So you attend a alcoholic says alcoholic anonymous, so you can stay strong, and you have that like that those brothers to help you right. in that faith and keep you in line with the faith. Someone to walk with you. Yes. Yeah. What's your opinion? My opinion on whether or not you need to go to church to be saved. I would say. No, um, I don't believe you have to go to church to be saved. We don't know the entire story of the man that got saved on the cross. That was, you know, on the cross along with Jesus. Yeah. But I am assuming, again, I don't know. I'm assuming he, he wasn't a churchgoer and yet he still got saved. So... I don't believe that you have to go to church to be saved. You can be saved anywhere. Kind of like your story that you said that you really got saved at home. At home, money. Reading yeah. the Bible. Yeah. Um, And so I don't believe that you have to go to church to be saved, but I do believe that going to church, going somewhere where you're a part of a community of believers is important. Yes. Um, Like you said, not not just to maintain, but to... Um, have kind of that community of people that you can confide in and that and knowing that they already have the same 
maybe not the same perspective because sometimes when you're in that process of being saved, you you still have some worldly things that you have to kind mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. sort out. But it's good to be around a community of believers, some that are younger, some that are older, because you have those different um, perspectives and you have the, the people that can correct you when you're not thinking um, with the Christian view, if that makes yes. sense. Um, so in short, no, I don't believe you have to go to church to be saved. I do believe that it's important to go to church. A lot of people use our argument too of like, oh, you know, during COVID, during the pandemic, all these churches were closed. Um, and, and some people say that they felt even closer to God during that time when they weren't going to church. Um, I've heard that from several people. I've heard that. I've heard that before. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so uh, that's the argument that some people now use. It's kind of sad, but that some people now use after the pand- pandemic. Not everybody has returned to, you know, going back to in-person because they kind of lost the 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 necessity or they they feel that it's not or necessary because they didn't have to do it. I believe, I mean, brotherhood is important, you know, to be there with your brother and sister in Christ. Like, for example... What what is the mission? I mean, there is a mission in every church, right? What what's the mission in your church? Uh, people, um, people helping people know and follow Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. So there is a mission, right? Because we are commanded to make disciples and and talk to people about God and and show who Jesus is. We're not perfect, right? But that's what Jesus was there for for us. For people like us, they're not perfect, but. I feel like if you don't go to church, you don't get nothing out of you. All you get is Jesus, which is enough. But what what what's the purpose of life if you're not sharing that with other people? Okay, yeah, that's a uh, Jesus is definitely enough. Just to make that clear, yeah. But um, when they asked Jesus what the greatest commandment was, he said, "Love God above." All things. And the next one is the important one right here. Yeah, exactly. Um, Well, important to this conversation. And love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. So he made those those two points when they asked him, what is the greatest commandment? But it also, in him saying that, he pretty much kind of summarized all of the commandments in one in him saying that. But again, it's love God above all else and love your neighbor like yourself. Yeah. So I was saying community. I tell him that the por- importance of it was just community. The church is your community. And then he said, uh, yeah, but your community is your neighbor right next to you and the person in front of you and the, the side, which is true. But I told him, yeah, but your church is also your community. And, and for example, in Puerto Rico, if you go to Puerto Rico and there there is like uh, all these town centers, downtowns. Mm-hmm. And you will always find a church right there in that same downtown. Why? Because that church, remember towns back then were a community was small. Yeah. So everybody would gather there. Right now, the most of the world don't want to attend. So that local church is basically, I wouldn't say it's disappearing, but. It's diminishing. It's the diminishing. influence of the church, sadly, is is diminishing. Yeah. And now we're getting, sometimes we're getting these mega churches, which is cool, too. But then it's kind of hard because you don't get to know, like, the individual. For me, I yeah. I always said when I first became uh, into the faith, I wanted to attend smaller churches so I could get to know everybody and 
create that family dynamic mm-hmm. in the church. Yeah. That's why I feel that you need to go to church because you need to be surrounded by people that that already have walked this path for multiple years, longer than me, and they can teach me. And mm-hmm. if I ever have any doubts, I, I, I've had conversations with people where I just, it had to be the Holy Spirit because I'm like, I'm downfounded how, like, they could tell me certain things where I'm, I feel lost, and or especially when I first be- got into the faith, where I'm like, why this, why that? Mm-hmm. And they can always point to me in the scriptures why this and why that. Right. Right? Yeah. So then, sorry. I could agree um, with what he was saying of, oh, yeah, but your community is, you know, this person that you work with and, you know, that person, your family member and, you know, X, Y, Z, which I, I do agree with that. Um that we're not just called to live day-to-day life with the people within the church. Because, I mean, how are we going to spread the gospel if we're only dealing with the people within the church? I mean, we have to sometimes seek out and bring people to to the, the church. church. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah, definitely. Like, he has a point in saying that, oh, your community. Yeah, they're a part of your community if you choose to make them a part of your community. And they're people that you're dealing with day to day like you deal with different people at your job yes um you're not with the same people every single day um you work with other people more closely sometimes on certain days than you do with other people and so though like for example that right there that's an opportunity for you to evangelize exactly evangelize speak with those people you know see how they're 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 doing in life as an opportunity for you to pray for them if if you know something's going going wrong or even if something's going right just you know lifting but where, up Thanksgiving, you, but but where but, do you learn all these things like you you learn it from the bible but for the most part all, a lot of things i learned i learned by reading the word mm-hmm. or by speaking to others right most of the time they were christians and most of the time it was in the church right right um i was explaining to him that the way I see it is you you go into the community of the church, the mm-hmm. four walls, and like you said, take it out, right? It's like a it's like a training, and, and I'm gonna say it like this: it's like a, a a boot camp to a Christian boot camp where you learn and you take what you learn and you spread it to to the world. And people always like, okay, so it's like programming, right? I'm 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 speaking in a very logical way, a very worldly way. Mm-hmm. It's a training program the word of God and then we take this program and then we program others and that's the worldly way of seeing it and that's how they see it too. Mm-hmm. Like they're like, oh you, you guys are just trying to brainwash and all this stuff. But no <laughs> it, I mean the way I saw yeah, it, we it we, kind of, yeah. <laughs> but No, it's not brainwashing. The thing is that there's a negative connotation when they say it in the sense of oh you're trying to brainwash us. No. Um we I mean yeah we're trying to clean w- your brain. Well yeah. <laughs> well I mean we're spreading the word. I mean the the actually the Bible says the last thing that Jesus says there in um in the gospel was go out and make disciples mm. in the name of the Son the, the Son, the, the Father the Father and the Holy, and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. So the people get mad. Oh, why you're preaching to me is dude, it's because that's what God wants us to do. Right. If if there was a train coming and and you were on the tracks I'm going to run to you and tell you, listen, there's something coming. You're going to get hurt. Get out the way. You're going to die. And we are here. The way we do it is by giving you the word. And then we try to pull you off the tracks. That's right. Yeah. 
That's a good analogy. Yeah, I sold it for somebody. Yeah, I've heard it somewhere else before. I don't know where, but I've it's heard that, it. uh, that, that street preacher, that short guy. Yeah, <laughs> but it's a good one. So I, I just took it. Uh, <laughs> the second um, question was, or the the statement that he made was, "I don't want to. I don't need a middleman." Yeah, that's a that's a strong one right there. I don't need a middleman to to be saved. And I'm telling you right now, you do. And that middleman is Jesus Christ. Mm. So in the Bible, when Adam and Eve, they took of the fruit and of good and evil, they entered, well, sin entered the world, right? Mm. And we, God, God being who he is and being good, right away he already had a plan to rescue his, his people. Because right. you have to remember... You can't be in God's presence. You can't go to enter heaven in sin. You can't. You just can't. And the Bible speaks of it multiple times. So that middleman that 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 you say, I know he didn't he didn't mean Jesus, but that's because he didn't understand the mm-hmm. way we understand. What he was ta- trying to say, we don't need a pastor, we don't need a preacher. Okay, right? Yeah, I was yeah, I was gonna but, say you need to elaborate a little bit more on that. Yeah, one exactly. So when he was saying that, and he comes from a Catholic church, so in most Catholic churches, they they do this whole the the confession, the father, yeah, the the, the father, the all that stuff is mm-hmm. needed to be saved. You need to confess. You need to do this. Uh, you know, el Papa, the the Pope is like the, the essentially the Jesus of the world. I don't I don't think that's probably wrong. But mm. he's the spiritual guide in this world, right? The leader, and and but we're not Catholics; we're Christians, and we don't believe that the pastor is our gateway to heaven. We believe that only Jesus mm. is our gateway to heaven, and only that the pastor is just there to to because he's he's the one that carries the torch of knowledge when it comes to the church. He's the one spreading the word and. Everything he learns, then we do Bible studies and we go back and forth. He's a shepherd. But he's a shepherd. Yeah, he's our yeah. leader. He's a shepherd. Everything that he does, it it flows from the head. That The pastor is the head of the church, of mm-hmm. course. And so just like with the head of the household, things flow from the head. It's the same with the church, which is why pastors are held to a different standard. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he's a shepherd, essentially. We're his sheep. We're... We're even though we don't like to admit it, we're lost. Even us within the church, we're. I mean, we're, we've been found by Jesus, but there are still things that we have to battle with. You know, within the the world, things that we're seeing in the world. We're still human. Um, yeah, things that we still feel like we don't have answers to, and are having to seek deeper, or sometimes seek you know knowledge of the pastor, and ask him maybe those those difficult questions. Um, but yeah, we're we're all lost. I mean, we're the, all lost, and we have we have the answer. It's Jesus, um, but not everybody has the answer. Which all goes back to what we were just saying. That's why we have to evangelize. That's why we have to talk to people outside of the church too, like what your friend was saying, or the, you know whoever you're talking to. Mm-hmm. It's important to talk to people outside of that community. Your community is also the people on your daily, you know, your weekday. Uh, church, you know, your family, um, work, the person in the grocery store. Yeah. All of those places. 
I mean, I mean, it's just as simple as this. The the holiest, per- not the holiest person, but the per- person that probably in your life. Is there is there someone in particular in your life that has impacted you in a very spiritual way, like very strongly? Where like, wow, God is real. Is working through that person. Have you ever? Um, I mean, I feel like there's there's been several people. Several I've people. always been sur- surrounded by and that person. Is that a person that that you say he's like, wow, like he's in the word. Do you do is he a, is he a person that or he or she mm-hmm. a person that attends church regularly? Yes. Uh, the other people that impacted your life in a very spiritual way have they been people that attended the church too? Yeah, that I can re- remember. Yeah. So, in my mind, those people in my life too that also have impacted my life also were attendees of church, and mm-hmm. and I just. I, and that just shows me, okay, if I want to work out, if, for example, in an analogy, analogy of working out, mm-hmm. if I wanted to work out, where do I go? I go to the gym. I could go here. I could do push-ups in my own home, but it, am, am I going to be motivated to actually get up and do it? Right. Right. So it, the church is just a place, like I said, it's just a place necessary where I like to go so I can focus. When I'm there, I'm just focusing on what is the truth or the word of God and what is being taught at the time. Right. Yeah. Um, you're, you're taking yourself out of the, your normal space. That's another thing too. You're taking yourself out of your normal space. Distractions. The distractions. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. And solely being, you know, focusing on that. Not only that, you also have the worship aspect too, which again, you can do that at home. Yeah. Um, but it's different when you see, sometimes you don't feel as motivated to worship. Sometimes you're going through things and, and you just, you have to tell your soul, you know, so we're going to worship, worship God regardless. We're going to have a party for Jesus. <laughs> we're going to have a party for Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> regardless. <laughs> but, um, it's, it's different. Like when you're worshiping at home. Versus when you're worshiping around a community of believers and especially when you're worshiping around a community of believers and there's there's certain people that they're really like they're really sticking after God like they don't care they make a fool of themselves like that opens the door to to for you to feel um, that freedom as well. And when you're able to feel that freedom in worship and like make yourself look like a fool, you don't care what people are thinking about you. It trains you. It it, it opens the door of, yeah. of freedom for you to be able to do that so, outside. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I, I remember when I first walked into into church when I, after I accepted um, Jesus into my life, it took a couple months for me to actually walk into a church. And I remember, and now you say that, I remember when it came to worship. Uh, I would stand up because everybody did it, but everybody around me were lifting their hands or crying or clapping, and I remember I didn't have that comfort yet, mm-hmm. uh, right? But the people around me that you could tell that they had that freedom where they're like they don't care who's watching, they don't care who's around. I'm gonna worship Jesus because who He is, mm-hmm. right? I'm gonna worship God for who He is. Yeah, and I remember that community helped me open up and be free so little by little i would clap my hands well i'll step my feet then i started clapping no i started tapping the the chair then i started clapping (laughs) then i started closing my eyes 
Then I started raising my hands. And now I, I can't see myself being in a worship, a moment of worship and not glorifying God with raising my hands and in in worshiping him in a way where he's worthy mm. you know focusing on him and i just i'm not never i'm not worried about who's around me or what they're doing now i'm just focused on what what i want to do which is right. worship god i feel like i don't know why this thought popped into my head while you were talking kind of doesn't really have to do with what you were saying but um going back to like the very beginning of this conversation of what your friend said i think that's a very and forgive me, but I think that's a very selfish statement. Um, that's bold of me to say, but I do, I do feel like it's a very selfish statement to be like, Oh, well, I don't need to go to church. You're just thinking about yourself in that moment. And you saying, I don't need to go to church. Yeah. But maybe somebody in church needs you. Mm. Did you think about that part? We're again, we're a community. Every, every single person is important. Everybody has a testimony. Everybody has a testimony to share. We all go through our things and, but those things that we go through are not in vain. At the end of the day, the Bible says that everything is going to give glory to God. And, you know, if we give it to him and we allow him, you know, to, to shape it and mold it and and do what he needs to do within that situation. But everything is going to give glory to God and it's going to testify of of the good works of Jesus in our lives. And so you saying, Oh no, I don't need to go to church for what, you know, I I can do those things here at home in the comfort of my couch, or I can watch online on live, which I could understand every so often if, you know, you're, you're, you're sick, contagious, whatever. Um, but I just really feel it is important for you to go to church because it's not just about you. Yeah. Cause you're passing down your, I mean, if you're let's say you're a pastor, and you decide just I'm not gonna go to church anymore. I mean, what about all those people that are, are that need that shepherd? They need that that to to pass the torch down. There's mm-hmm. new there's their generations that are coming into this world that that need to hear that. That need to hear and be discipled in the word of God. Right. Right. Now I didn't even think I didn't even think about that till now. Yeah. They're like their attend uh, church attendance are is going down little by little. Mm-hmm. And by the masses. And now, let's just say me and you, we decide not to go to church, right? Mm-hmm. We might think it's just both of us. But what if the other people decide, other elders decide, I don't want to go to church anymore. I can do everything from home. But like you said, you're being selfish. There's a whole generation of Jesus, um, Jesus uh, followers that need that leadership of the elders. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah, how, that's what how, I'm saying. Like it literally just popped in my head, and I had to say it. And how, I'm not, I'm not saying that person is selfish, but it it is a selfish mentality. Not only that, that you're, it's a selfish mentality, but you're also, in a way, this is very deep, but in a way, you're also kind of diminishing what God could do through you, because you're not even thinking about, oh, you know, God can use me. You're not thinking of yourself as a vessel, which we all are. We all are vessels. It's a matter of who we're allowing to use us. And so, and you saying, oh, no, I'm not going to church. You're not even thinking about the fact that God can use you in the smallest of ways, things that you're not even thinking about. But in somebody seeing you worship freely or in somebody just seeing you there with a smile on your face, that can make a world of a difference in somebody else's life that is right. really going through it. And... um. So, yeah, 
All right. Now I'm going to put the mirror towards me. All right. Um, once uh, um, I used to attend my original church. Right. And uh, I wanted to. I was there for like five years. <laughs> I was like, Seven. I think we. I was there. I was there for a lot of years. A lot of years. And I was serving for a lot of years. And I loved every minute of it. But um, I decided that I wanted to step down. I was doing the Ministry of Sound. Uh, technically, this is why I have all this stuff is because I was in that church learning all these things. Mm-hmm. Um, but it came to a moment where I just wanted to step down and just focus and receive the Word of God. Because for those that don't know, when you're actually um, serving in the church, like her in music or me doing media or whatever, your mind is kind of always even you could listen to the preaching, but your mind is always still like in the back of it, like always thinking of, OK, what do I need to do? What's the cue to get back on st- on the altar to sing mm-hmm. worship? Yeah, especially when you work in the production side yeah. of things, it, it's moment, never ending. One moment you have to press the right button and make sure the bu- right it is the right button. <laughs> Uh, the volume is Make good. Make sure you ain't having a party for Jesus when you're yeah, not supposed I to have a party for Jesus. <laughs> so, in in that moment, um, at the at the end of my career in that church, I decided to just step down and just focus on the word. So I mm-hmm. ended up leaving. No hard feelings. I love my pastor. I love the people there. Everything's great. And that I I and this is Spanish church too. And I kind of wanted to like experiment with uh, American churches. So her. She goes to an American church, and mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm just, it'll be perfect. I'll go to American church. I can sit down and listen to the word of God. Sometimes you need a season of that, just doing that. Yeah, I was just receiving. And uh, and I was like, okay, now I can spend time with her, which is great. So now that's what I do. But before I actually went to your church, I took a there sabbatical. Was a season. Yeah, there yeah, was I a took, season where you weren't going. Yeah, I took a sabbatical. I did not, like... I didn't like abandon church, um, God or anything on my faith. I was still connected to God, but I just didn't want to go to church. And you were you were always fighting I was me. Rough on him. Yeah, she was <laughs> fighting me almost every step of the way. I'm like, dude, I I, I think I didn't. Want, I think I if I didn't go to church, it was because she was being rough on me. But <laughs> stop. <laughs> but uh, I just wanted to, to get some time for myself, so I could just sit down for a little bit, um, re like reset myself, and then. Eventually, when I felt like it was right time, I, w- I was going to end up going to church. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, you're giving me a hard time. I was giving a hum- so, him a hard time. Why? Because I was, okay, good. Good that you asked me why. That was that. The whole story was just for that. I wanted to ask you why. You want, you want to confront me on, yeah. on live TV. Yeah. <laughs> on Freddie Always Podcast. What did he say? <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> um... So the reason why I was giving him a hard time is because I was so worried with him being a, not a fresh Christian, but, you know, somebody who wasn't, I guess I was kind of comparing our lives and like, you know, me being surrounded with church stuff all of my life and feeling like I was a Christian for most of my life. And then in comparison to him who was, you know, a Christian for what I thought was five years now discovering it's like seven or eight. Oh, yeah. Um, seven, but, seven, seven. Yeah, like seven years. And so I think I was just more so worried about him veering off of off of the path 
Um, that's what I was worried about. That's why I wanted him to be consistent in him, in himself going to church. Everybody was, you know, you don't, you know, you weren't the only one that was feeling that way. Yeah. My, and pa- my pastor, um, Gazmari was feeling that way. And even Evie and Peachy. Yeah. They were, they were worried about it. They were telling me, okay, if you gotta take a break. Just, it'll be two weeks. That's it. Yeah. It can't, I feel like it can't be that long. Like, I, I mean, I understand like I took, sometimes you go through things and. I felt like it was like two months, three months. I don't know. It was like two it months. Was it was a few months. Not, not three months. I think it was like two, like a month and a half. It was a few pretty months. Pretty much. Like two months. But they were, yeah, they were uh, mostly, Asmani was the one that was like, yo, dude, you can't be off from church too much. Um, yeah. Peachy mentioned it, but he mentioned it like months prior because I thought about doing it before, but I didn't. Mm. Uh, he said just two weeks and that's it. But the thing is, I wanted time for me to mentally disconnect from everything, not from God, but just everything. Because remember, I work, I don't work in the church. Yeah. Right? So I have my regular job. I mean, it was like you were. I serve, yeah. I serve in the church. I was serving multiple days. And this is all these years, too. So all like six years or five years. Mm -hmm. Constantly work in the morning, um, church three times a week or two. And, uh... I'm not complaining. I love my church. I'm just for whoever the right person is listening. I just want to make sure they know that. <laughs> uh, uh, I was working in the morning, Monday to Friday, in church probably like three times a week, a week at night, and then on Sunday I was in church again. So it was just so much. I wanted to disconnect. Two it's- two weeks for me wasn't enough because I still had the pattern of work, my regular job, mm-hmm. and if it was just two weeks, I was just turning off um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight days of church of two weeks, and I feel like I needed more. I wanted more. I just wanted to be able to on a Sunday go to the beach or the pool or just stay sleeping and just mentally relax. And that's why I did it. And uh, and yeah, you know. But I I had a conviction. I but my conviction was strong with God. Like I'm never gonna turn my back against Him. I already know that. And I was, <laughs> that's what I was explaining to everybody. Like I'm not gonna turn my back. I'm I'm a Jesus follower for life, mm-hmm. right? And that's what I was explaining to everybody. But everybody felt the same way. Where like you need to be careful because you could always backslide and go back to the world. And I I I can't understand that on paper, but I couldn't understand it because I knew my heart and I know how I felt. That's the thing, though. It's you not know? just about feelings. It isn't about feelings. No, but it's not even. It's just. It was just fact in my head. I had. A, it was a fact that I was in never your gone. head. You had it that you were. You're never gonna leave God. Yes, because that was the pact that you made with Him. Yes, in that you were gonna serve Him, and you yes. know all those things. I think that that's that's what you explained on the last podcast episode. Um, but you would be surprised how many people have those intentions, and you know years pass by and they're still like oh you know yeah me and god you know that's my homeboy but when was the last time that they prayed or when was the last time that they actually opened their bible you know their bible is probably dusty on their nightstand like at this table (laughs) (laughs) yeah and so so that's i think that's that was all of our worries it wasn't so much of like and i felt like you were taking it like personally like like if we didn't trust you as a person, because yeah, yeah that, you that would feel like offensive when we would, you would get like defensive. defensive. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. You would get defensive when I would bring it up and it, it got to the point where it was kind of like we really couldn't have the conversation because we yeah. would always end up arguing yeah, about it. I was always like, 
<laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> I was like, leave me Literally. alone. I need some time. I just He's need not the time. Kidding. He's I, not kidding. I, cause I had a, I had a, I had, a, I, had a, I didn't have a plan of when I was going to stop. But for me, it was just, I didn't want to say sabbatical because what, what a sabbatical is literally taking a break to connect to God. That's mm-hmm. not what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I was just taking a break so I could just sleep. <laughs> At least you're honest. <laughs> I didn't want to take a break so I could just like disconnect from from, from working. I, I I didn't want to work. I didn't want to do anything. So when I came yeah. to your church, that I mean, now I'm going attending her church. I'm like staying there, mm-hmm. but that's because I'm like I'm with her, so I might as well just be there. But that's why when I went to her church, I, I already set in my mind that I wasn't going to help. I mean, I wasn't gonna go. I wasn't gonna <laughs> serve. I wasn't gonna serve. I wasn't gonna do He's anything. Like on a hail. <laughs> <laughs> And then I still ended up helping, but that's because that's just his heart. He just has a servant heart. It's bad habits. <laughs> it's not bad <laughs> habits. He has a servant heart. Um, I was going to say something. You want to give me $5,000? No. Oh. Um, yeah. And like he would get, he would get defensive whenever I would bring it up. And I think even still to this day, he doesn't realize that it wasn't really only, um, it wasn't really selfish, like selfish intentions. I don't know how to explain it, but it wasn't just because, oh, I wanted you to go to church or, oh, you know, Pichi or Gasmati or all these people. It wasn't just that they wanted you to go to church. They love you. Yeah. Like we love you. Yeah. And so I feel like the greatest gift that somebody could ever give anybody is the gift of Jesus and like making sure that they're not only that they have that gift initially, but they, that they're maintaining that relationship with Jesus. And that's, I'm not going to lie. That's hard to do when you're on your own. It's very hard. So that's the answer. Why we need to attend church. (laughs) (laughs) Good job, babe. Now we have to like edit this podcast where the answer, this answer was pasted on the beginning of the show. So we have the, you know, the right answer for the right question. Yeah, yeah. You were kind of scatterbrained again, but, but. The, no, no. That I, the reason why I asked you that question was because the, why do I need to? Why he's asking me why do I need to attend church? And that's why you need to attend church because you don't want to uh, risk risk the the disconnection that you have the the relationship that you have with God mm-hmm. because the relationship where you have with God or Jesus it's not just a transactional relationship where yeah i accept you you give me you give me uh eternal life it's not that yeah it's not just a one and done yeah it's you have to maintain it i receive you in my life now i have you as a friend as a father right relationship and that's not that's not all he wants either from i'm from you like he doesn't need us but he wants us and and so you know he where his he's adopted us he's ado- adopted us as his sons as his daughters um and so he wants to have that relationship and i know it's hard cuz there's so many people in the world who have you know father relationships or they don't have their father in their life so they don't know what that looks like um but you still have a father you have a spiritual father that loves you very much um and he he um loves you in a way that you you really can't comprehend until you really just give him the chance to love you the way that you should be loved. He created you. He loves you. Um, that was great, but that's not what I wanted to say. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> I had a really good thought, and it just this time it didn't seem if way. Oh, like <laughs> what did he say? What did he say? Um, oh, <laughs> not playing with the thing. <laughs> I remember now. It came back. Okay, go ahead. So, what I wanted to say, also a part of like why we need to go to church, and what you were saying of like, you know, it's not just a transactional relationship. Is if you go back to the very beginning, we're weak. I mean, we're we get tempted easily. And so like Adam and Eve literally had God right there walking amongst them in the garden and they of still Eden. Fell, yeah. And they still fell. Exactly. They still fell. And so, um, and same thing with the disciples. They literally had Jesus incarnate. They had God incarnate. And they still, you know, Peter still denied Jesus three times. So imagine people that are not with him exactly. at, at all times. Somebody yeah. who is disconnecting from believers, people who are meant to be there to encourage you, to help you. To Unplugged from the church. Right. That's a, that's a phrase I learned a couple, a couple years ago, being plugged in. You have to plug into a church. Mm-hmm. Definitely to get mm-hmm. recharged in the spiritual in this spiritual battle, because that church is 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 literally a training a training place uh, for for the battle that you have that's out here in the world. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, um, that's uh, I think that's good. I think we're good. Uh, thank you very much for uh, attending this podcast and this video. Um, we would love to have you again. So make sure if you got to this point to subscribe and like the video. Or if you are on the podcast, uh, leave a review, um, honest review. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're just starting at this. We're going to be doing more. Um, I actually enjoy. Do you enjoy this? Yeah, I do. You do? Why yeah. do you enjoy it? I think I enjoy it because, I mean, one, I get to spend time with you and do okay. something that I know that you love. Yes. And I love the idea of, like, being a part of something that you love. Mm-hmm. Um, and two... Because it's, it's, I mean, at least so far, it's been really solely about Jesus and, like, getting to have the conversation with you again. Yeah. About Jesus and hearing, like, your perspective on, on things and you hearing yeah. mine. And that's kind of like, oh, wow, like, I didn't know that or I didn't think about that or, like, things like that. I think it's cool that we get to have the conversations. It's kind of like, I mean, I, I don't, it's kind of like a ministry in a way mm-hmm. where we, we're actually having conversations where, I mean, I don't want to say that we're trying to teach the world what we know because i'm not the smartest person in the world when it comes to god i'm still getting to know him mm-hmm. but uh for the most part it's really having a conversation with you it's really true and other people that are listening they could possibly like feel like they might be in the conversation yeah I mean, so that that puts me to um brings me to say is definitely if, if you get to this point i haven't said it in the beginning but leave a comment definitely yeah. Yeah. like if you feel like i said something wrong or she said something wrong yeah. correct or us. <laughs> correct this and or uh we have a small little discussion in the comments and we're good yeah and i think that'll be fun too so uh yeah like subscribe and share definitely share to others that you feel would benefit from hearing what we have to say or what your opinion is on what we say so until mm-hmm. next time uh see you bye oh <laughs> Again, (laughs) bye.
Again. 